Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking with Alex Torpy. Uh, in this episode, um, I wanted to share a little bit about myself. I think it's important that we have transparency of context uh, when we're getting information from someone, um, especially the kinds of information that I'm sharing, where I'm sharing experiences or opinions, sometimes making claims or defending or advancing certain ideas or ideologies, some of which that may not be the mainstream. So I wanted to spend a little time to give you a short rundown of some of my background so that you can better understand where I'm coming from in all of the episodes here. So the super quick one-minute version, and then I'll do a slightly longer 10 or 15-minute version, is that I was elected as a non-party affiliated mayor of my hometown in New Jersey, South Orange, when I was uh, 23 years old in 2011. I've been a municipal business administrator or town manager in two towns, now a third, I teach a core credit MPA core uh, MPA course at Seton Hall University, and have done consulting primarily in management administration, in uh, communications and technology. I've been a mentor and a speaker, and previously an entrepreneur, uh, founding my own consulting company, Veracity Media, and a tennis business way back in the day in high school. Um, I've also served as a municipal emergency management director, uh, including during storms like Hurricane Sandy and Irene, and volunteered about 4,000 hours as an emergency medical technician. Um, I've traveled and worked in a lot of parts of New Jersey, of the United States, and uh, in the world, and really enjoy learning about those places, and reading and writing, spending time outdoors, or riding my motorcycle off into the sunset, um, although actually usually it's the sunrise. All right, so that was the really quick version. Now let's go into about a 10 or 15 minute version uh, with a little bit more information. I think the best way to probably do this is chronologically. So I'll start in high school. Now, I wasn't super politically active when I was much younger. I was mostly interested in science and music and competitive tennis, which I played um, and was actually the source of most of my work in my kind of earlier uh, life. When I was 14, um, I started working at a tennis club as a groundskeeper um, in Orange, New Jersey. So I kind of prepared and cleaned things every morning before the club opened, um, but also had started my own business, The Tennis Guru, uh, where I strung tennis rackets, taught tennis lessons, and sold like a bunch of kind of tennis-related stuff online, actually the really early days of e-commerce, kind of back in the uh, early 2000s. Um, and uh, around that same time, which was sort of um, getting into my junior year and then senior year of high school, a confluence of events happened that um, perhaps I'll go into more in another episode, but they a few things happened around the same time that pushed me in the direction of politics and public policy and kind of all the stuff that I'm working on today. Now, the early stages of this looked like writing for my high school newspaper and learning about journalism in both written and uh, video form. I was really interested in making documentaries um, during this time. I also started an online forum to encourage people to talk about different political issues and tried to encourage debate and inform discussion among multiple parties, uh, something that has been turned out to be a sort of a driving force in my ideology even since then. And so around this time, my attention really started moving away from some of the science stuff and tennis into thinking more about going to a college to study these issues. 
how people came together in groups and systems to make decisions, what sort of incentives got built into those systems. And in my increasing cynicism about how much of this worked in the world around us, how could we design better systems that better represented more people's needs rather than serving what it felt like was a small and select few? Now, around this time, I also started getting involved in town a little bit. This is in South Orange. There was an issue with the tennis courts, which it's kind of a hard-to-explain thing in South Orange. You kind of have to see it to, to know it, but it's not just a recreation space, the public courts, uh, which there are many of, but it's really a cultural and social gathering space where a very diverse background of people would gather and connect and be part of that community and play. You could just walk down there most days and meet other people and get connected into what was a pretty deep and authentic community, drawing from um, a number of different kind of demographics and communities within South Orange and outside of South Orange, like Maplewood and some of the other surrounding towns. The courts were really heavily used by all these different people. And at one point, there was an issue that the town just wasn't being totally transparent about. There was sort of kind of sneaking through a little bit of a change that a resident learned about by attending some uh, of the town meetings and kind of uh, she ended up kind of mobilizing the community to or help mobilizing the community to, to kind of get involved about. And basically, they were just going to remove a bunch of the courts because the claim was that extra space was needed for emergency vehicles and for parking uh, for emergency vehicles to get around. But after looking up the codes online and measuring things, a bunch of us presented to the, to the town uh, that they actually didn't need to do that. And everything would fit within, uh, you know, fire safety and other uh, kind of code requirements. Um, and so we were actually able to stop that from happening. And uh, that was really valuable to this really vibrant um, community in town and kind of protecting this valuable asset. So I ended up going off to college to uh, Hampshire College in Western, uh, in Amherst, in Western Massachusetts. And if you aren't familiar with Hampshire, um, you know some might label it a hippie school. I think that's probably on some of those, uh, you know, college lists online. It's really uh, what I would call kind of a DIY, a do-it-yourself school. You have to create your own major with a uh, with faculty and a faculty committee, and basically design your own course of study. Uh, for the entire time that you're there and present those to faculty and get approvals that you have a sort of cohesive plan in place. And in, the, in your final year, you're actually only really allowed to take about a class a semester and you're supposed to spend your whole time working on one project. And so, of course, as you can imagine, I spent four years on the student government, spending the last two as the president or the chair of it uh, and the chair of a student government body between the five colleges that were in the area. So that's UMass, Amherst, Amherst College, Mount Holyoke, and Smith. Um, I got involved in some town meetings and set up a work-study program between Hampshire and the Amherst Police Department to help study racial profiling issues and was kind of involved in anything I could get my hands on on campus, um, in addition to throwing some really historically epic parties with lots of live music, something I'm also proud of. Um, now, my final year, my Div 3, as Hampshire calls it, was about a 200-page, uh, I think it was about 75,000 words, um, draft of a book about alcohol policy in the drinking age, which I uh, won a small grant for at Hampshire for helping explain technical or scientific findings to broader audiences. Now, I'm actually currently re revisiting some of that work and we'll be doing some podcast episodes about it, how it relates to mental health and drug policy on a broader level. 
After college, I moved back to South Orange. Having gotten a small taste of uh, emergency medicine and public safety services at Hampshire, um, where I I worked for the public safety department and interacted with the totally student-run EMT uh, services that were at Hampshire, um, I really got interested in wanting to plug into that more. And so, you know, at Hampshire, for example, it was really cool. We had this amazing uh, student EMT program that was run by a student group, and a lot of students were part of that program. And it was just nice. I just always felt um, kind of comfortable knowing that there were people around who knew what to do in an emergency, whether they were on call or not. Uh, and then a couple times that I saw things that could have been a medical emergency or were one, you know, student there was some student who just kind of popped out of the woodwork and kind of knew what to do. And I just thought that was really amazing that, A, you could learn some of those skills, and, B, that you could have a community that had people in it that had those skills. Um, and so when I got back uh, to South Orange, I got involved in South Orange's Community Emergency Response Team, Uh, which is a FEMA program that's implemented locally, um, and then kind of got more interested from that uh, and got joined the rescue squad, uh, went to EMT school and, um, you know, spent many years there volunteering. I also joined our public library board and we worked on some really cool local history and technology projects. I went to every town meeting I could kind of get to and all the committee meetings. And I wrote a column called Tea Time with Torpy for our local newspaper. And I think you can actually find some of those articles still online Um, or on an old blog of mine. Most of it was about technology and kind of civic participation and governance and media. And at this time, I was doing some consulting too. I was mostly, it was mostly web design at this point, um, but really wanted to uh, kind of grow my company, Veracity Media, which I'll come back to. And I knew I wanted to get more involved in South Orange. And in 2010, uh, a year after coming back, I started really getting prepared to run for office, either for a council uh, position, which we called the Board of Trustees, or mayor, which we called Village President. Um, I do have some episodes, including an interview with Steve Schnall, one of the other uh, council members in South Orange, where we talk a lot about a lot of South Orange stuff. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail of that here. Um Around this time uh, in 2010, I was also starting to get my uh, uh, my MPA, my Master's of Public Administration degree at John Jay College of Criminal Justice. So I was going into school um, at night in, in the city, <laughs> always stopping at the halal cart on the way back. Um, I graduated there a few years later and was actually hired there as an adjunct a few years after that, um, though I've actually never taught a, uh, a course there. So... Um, in 2010, 2011, I ran for office in South Orange. I put this, you know, really scrappy little campaign together from scratch. And I was lucky because South Orange is a uh, holds non-party affiliated elections in May. And me personally, I've never been nor wanted to be affiliated with a party uh, as a voter or as a candidate for office. Um, so I ran on my own. Everybody else in the election was already elected to office in town. Now, fast forward past a whole lot of stuff that I share more about in some other episodes. I won that election in a landslide of 12 votes. And at 23 years old, um, that uh, I became one of the youngest mayors in the United States for a town of that size, which is almost 20,000 people in a $33 million budget. Um, and throughout my time in office, I worked a lot on public engagement, budget transparency, technology, public safety, uh, sustainability, arts and culture issues, uh, and downtown redevelopment and planning. You can find more about what we did um, in South Orange at alextorpy.com slash South Orange. 
During this time, I also grew my company uh, with uh, two partners to a legitimate consulting shop where we worked on dozens and dozens of political campaigns and nonprofit campaigns across the country and a few abroad, including with some bigger companies like Airbnb and Simon & Schuster, but with a lot of kind of small upstart political candidates and nonprofits. We were a nonpartisan firm, but we were often working with people who were challenging incumbents. Um, And we started mostly helping people do communications and digital media work, but really moved to doing broader campaign management and organizational management and consulting, helping some nonprofits like the Campaign for Free College Tuition to actually kind of form and get off the ground. And along with a few other folks, I started a nonprofit called Rethink Leadership, which was an effort to spotlight stories of young people from all partisan and demographic backgrounds who had run for office and were trying to do interesting things. And this was in an effort to help encourage more people to feel more confident and have access to resources so that they could get involved. This actually, uh, some of this content turned into an outline that I've just made and shared online. Um, that I've given it kind of many talks and just wanted to make available to people. It was maybe downloaded 150 or so times. And so then I decided to make a video series sort of about uh, some starting points to run for office, which are all on YouTube currently. I also served as South Orange's emergency management coordinator, and we had quite a few storms during that period, including hurricanes Irene and Sandy, and really put that uh, MPA in emergency management to the test. Some of it was kind of really striking, but it was really uh, valuable to learn about, a really valuable experience to just see how all of that worked really behind the scenes. And during that time, uh, while I was in office, I also continued to volunteer on the rescue squad. And that provided another really interesting perspective. I mean, for example, there was a night where we responded to um, someone who had been the victim of an armed robbery. Uh, And as I am taking uh, some of the patient's information, you know, uh, medications and pre-existing medical conditions, things like that, um, they answer one of the questions, something like, um, uh, no, Mr. Mayor, I don't take any medications. And so I gave the person my business card and, and we met actually, I think the next day in my office to talk about crime in South Orange. Um, and that was a really valuable layer, I think, of getting to see how public safety services functioned, learn a lot about how our healthcare system functioned and sort of the challenges, especially with mental health resources, which is something that's becoming an even bigger and bigger issue. Um, but all really, really interesting perspective. Um, now before I got sworn in, in South Orange, in the surprisingly short six days between the election and the day where you start, um... I put my last day of my term in my Google calendar before all of that. I had no plan to run for a second term um, and was actually able to derive uh, a lot of power in helping shape things for the better by not being constrained by some of those dynamics. Something I've thought a lot about and talked a lot about in other podcast episodes and kind of other formats and forums. Now, when I finished up my term, which also included getting three new council members to replace um, three who were just not really contributing constructively. Um, one of three new council members is now the mayor, and, and she's the second youngest and the first female mayor in the town's history. Um, now, my term ended May of 2015. The next day was a big thunderstorm, and the day after that, I hopped on my motorcycle, turned my phone off, and went to upstate New York. And after that, I spent a couple months traveling, first hanging out in Spain with some friends, 
um, and then spending about two months studying and working on governance and media and community development issues in Rwanda and Uganda. And of course, uh, not leaving the continent of Africa before ex- getting to explore uh, in Botswana in the Okavango Delta, which was a pretty um, incredible experience too. When I came back, uh, my one of my partners and myself at Veracity, we decided to uh, sold uh, most of our interests to our, our third partner and left full time. Um, and I moved into doing more, um, uh, both of us wanted to do less political consulting um, and more consulting with organizations and governments. Um, and so that is what I did. I worked on a really fascinating project called Pathways for America for a couple years. Um, and that was basically a nationwide nonpartisan leadership development program that was aimed at helping people run for office, but more broadly, helping people find their civic purpose. And so we took people through a sort of uh, interesting program of helping them sort of flesh out their ideas and goals and values and helping them figure out what the best way for them to plug into all of this was while we sort of helped them work on a really long-term kind of policy or project idea. Um, And that took me into contact with hundreds of people across the United States from different age and demographic and party backgrounds that got brought into this program. And it was a fascinating learning experience to see where people's heads were at. For example, learning that pretty much everyone everywhere in the United States, regardless of background, believes that we need more uh, civic um, education in schools, in public schools. Now, after that, um, I went into municipal administration for about a three or four, about a four-year period that I was planning on setting aside um, to not only make a real salary for the first time in my life and get health benefits provided for the first time in my life, but to dig another layer down into why government isn't working the way that it should or it could. And why is it so freaking expensive in New Jersey? Why is this all put together this way? And uh, my idea was that getting into municipal administration, going another layer down, kind of getting your hands dirty, um, it, that, that would provide me some insight into some of those questions. And I think I really got the opportunity to do that, working in two different towns in New Jersey, in, in two very different parts of the state. The first was in Leonia in Bergen County, right outside Fort Lee in the George Washington Bridge in the northeast part of the state. And the other was in Lambertville, along the Delaware River in Hunterdon County, more central Jersey. There were a few areas that I focused most of my energy on, which included long-term strategic transparent budget processes done in view and collaboration of all stakeholders, including and especially the community itself. Um, And that would help provide a baseline of understanding to encourage more informed and effective local decision-making. Did a lot of work in technology and media and public information and engagement, a lot of work in records retention, compliance, and ethics policies, a lot in sustainability, um, and a really big focus in transportation and community development and planning. And then there was, of course, a wide range of programs and policies that were kind of tailored, you know, to specific community needs. Now, I learned really more than I can describe, not just about specific content related to municipal administration, but more so even about myself and about some of the really entrenched problems um, with the types of people who run for office, the political dynamics and, and kind of conflicted interests that keep things the way they are, especially in a state like New Jersey. And part of getting into this field, again, was to try to learn about some of these deeper dynamics. 
um, about basically what we put into our civics and what we get out, which often seems mismatched. So I think I got a really good set of insights and perspectives there about why we fail and why we succeed in some of these in some of these different areas. And I put a little bit more about the specific work I did in those communities on my website at rethinkingwithalextorpy.com. Now, at this point, I'd also been teaching in Seton Hall's MPA program um, for about seven years, which was an incredible experience. Getting to see and help support the next generation of administrators to not just do things the way that we've done them, but to be really critical about how we think about what governments should or shouldn't do. Um, We talk about evolutionary biology in the class and get a deeper understanding of where our beliefs and decisions as humans actually come from. And how do we ensure that we align those decisions with what our goals actually are? We talk about the different decision-making and governance schemes present in different animals and compare that to our own political systems. And we spend a great deal of time on planning and organizing and managing large, long-term kind of multidisciplinary projects all in an effort to help these incoming uh, individuals feel more confident and have more skills to be able to translate the ideas that they're broadly passionate about, about a better future, into something actionable and practical. I also continue to do consulting um, over this time period. Um, For example, most recently in 2019 and 2020 uh, with Sustainable Jersey on the public public information and engagement technology assessment. And I did do some podcast episodes sharing some more lessons um, about that work with communities. Um, And for a period of time, I was really excited to be stepping back Uh, and organizing a lot of the lessons and experiences from all of this, not just in a day-to-day fashion, but um, kind of sitting back a little bit uh, and connecting some deeper themes while I work on some more creative projects. Throughout this whole time, I've been taking classes online, attending workshops and conferences, and really kind of digging into some different uh, areas of learning, such as philosophy and neuroscience and consciousness. I mean, I really love learning and and educating, kind of the both sides of that. And the back and forth that comes from the right kind of environment with the right people who are willing to challenge ideas and challenge each other, you know, that's uh, part of what I hope to bring to this podcast series. And over all of that time, I really got to travel a lot. Um, and for a long time, I did not fly, which maybe I'll share more about in another episode, um, and ended up getting to visit different places for work and kind of for recreation, uh, different parts of the country, uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Costa Rica, East Africa, um, places all over the U S down. And I was at doing some technology and civics work, um, in St. Louis and Missouri. And, um, just all over the country, people who have really different lives um, and who have really different perspectives on what we're doing in this world. And when I'm in these places, I really try to connect with the people and community as much as I can, kind of learning what's happening and how things work and adding that as a perspective in the rest of my life. Now, when I'm not doing these things, I really enjoy spending time kind of doing anything outdoors, uh, just kind of hanging out and living outside, <laughs> cooking all your meals outside and doing that or hiking or camping, uh, fishing. I've been trying to learn fly fishing. If anybody's got any tips there, please let me know. Um, And I also love photography, mostly of things outside. Um, And I love music. I'm always listening to music and I've been trying to learn how to play it again. I played drums 
um, which is a little generous for what I did on a drum set back in high school. Now, what you're listening to right now is actually a re-recording from the original bio episode because I wanted to fix some audio quality issues that I didn't really have entirely ironed out when I started all of this. And so I'll add that since the recording of this, um, I took a four-month road trip across the country. That was in the summer of 2021 and spent that time visiting some friends, interviewing people in different parts of the country, and spending a lot of off-grid time in national forests and national parks, just kind of camping and hiking. Um, And I got to, during that time, really start to write a hard science fiction novel that I'm now 80,000 or so words into, which has been a fascinating way to explore some of these topics that I've talked about today. Coming back from that trip, I started working and living at Fairview Lake YMCA in Stillwater, New Jersey, teaching outdoor education, uh, which was an incredible experience, uh, more than I thought it was going to be even. And I share more about that in some more recent episodes on the podcast. And I got to do some other projects during that time, such as one with the New Jersey Municipal Management Association about public engagement and a consulting project with Unity Charter School in Morristown, New Jersey, where we designed and implemented a pilot program for middle school students focusing on civics and engagement and leadership. Now, as of June of 2022, I've left my wonderful home state of New Jersey for the beautiful live free or die state of New Hampshire. And I am now living and working here, serving as a town manager in the town of Hanover, an amazing small college town, the home of Dartmouth um, in the Upper Valley, and spending a lot of time exploring and getting to know New Hampshire and Vermont while working on some really cool local issues in Hanover that I'll definitely be sharing more about on the series that actually touch a lot of what we've talked about so far. So anyway, that's a little bit uh, or maybe a medium bit about me. um, And I hope that provides a little bit of context for what you hear on this series. Feel free to shoot me a message on social media or by email. You can go to my website and contact me and let me know a little bit about yourself. Um, I love hearing about uh, other people's ideas and perspectives and reactions to some of what I'm sharing here. So uh, please get in touch and I hope you continue to enjoy the series.